welcome to the Fan Fight Podcast. I am Danielle Riendo. I am the, uh, the fighter in chief. <laughs> yep, that's Yeah, me. <laughs> the fighter in chief. Fighter in chief. I, yeah, the grappler in chief at least, anyway. I guess I could do that. And I am joined, as always, by my friend, my co-host, my uh, partner in wrestling. My It's not doubles partner, it's tag team partner. I learned that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> LB Hunk Tears. Yay, What's LB. Up? How are you? I'm pretty good. So uh, something kind of scary happened to me before we started recording. I'm going to tell you about it right now. Oh, my God. Okay. So we all make sounds, right? That's like <laughs> part of being a person. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as part of what we do here, uh, it's a little peek in the behind the scenes uh, as we test our audio before we start recording a podcast to make sure like everything's hunky-dory. And while I was doing that, I like stretched uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I listened back. And the sounds I make while stretching are nightmare sounds. <laughs> yeah. Like, very scary sounds. Yeah. Like, we, we've talked about that CM Punk movie, Girl on the Third Floor. Oh, yeah. The, with all where the, there's lots with all this, of uh, ejaculate yeah, <laughs> in that movie. A lot of seminal fluid yeah. in that. Oh. Uh, but it's, you know, it's because it's a uh, spoiler alert for Girl on the Third Floor, folks. You can just skip ahead you know, 30 seconds or so, if you don't want to have it spoiled, it's the, you know, a haunted former brothel that CM Punk has moved into. And I really felt like, like the sounds I was hearing from my headphones were like a much worse version of that movie of like bad ghostly brothel sounds. Oh no. It was like a weird, like spooky, sleazy groan. Huh. It was not good. And I, I think I make those sounds whenever I stretch. I don't know how long I've been making those sounds. I'm very self-conscious now. Oh, no. How are you, Danielle? No, no. Be, I'm, I mean, I'm okay. But, like, listen. <laughs> listen. Uh, there's a thing I want I want to say as both uh, an EMT, as somebody who trains in the combat sports, as a, as a human being with a body, as a 36-year-old uh, human being. Bodies are fucking weird, LB. They're they are weird. weird. They make weird sounds. Sometimes they feel really weird. Sometimes they feel good. You know, sometimes they feel good and they sound good. And they and they look good and they sound good. And sometimes they don't. So I, I think you're very valid. And don't be don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid. It's okay. You're stretching. You're doing a good thing. Stretching That's is usually true. Pretty, pretty good, you know? So I think part of it is like I'm spending so little such little time around other people mm. that I'm like scared yeah, yeah. that when I'm like all this is over. I'm going to be out somewhere talking to a stranger and be and say like, daddy needs a papusa. And they're going to be like, what? Because <laughs> that's how I talk now. Yeah. <laughs> I, alone. In my home. That's, myself. That's so real. I, um, I have been blessed because I've been going out on my ambulance. Uh, and so I yeah. see other human beings to some extent. And then I do a lot of like, socially distant hangs like a lot of park hangs and like beach hangs where i stay far apart from people we wear masks the whole dealio but the first time after like a couple of months you know when i was getting uh, fit tested for my n95 and all this other stuff at my ambulance i was like like my social skills had devolved a lot like i just felt so awkward being in the same room with other people and i was just like look at my hair got quarantine hair and i like kept saying it to the point oh, where no. it was like really awkward and weird. Like nobody, nobody cares about your hair, Danielle. It's fine. <laughs> like it's fine. I was just like, <laughs> my haircut. It was, it was a time. So yeah, I think the first couple of times you like, 
get to hang out in a in a you know in a, again in a safe way. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. See, I feel like I'm all right with like other people who are like my friends. Yeah. You know, people who are like-minded individuals right. uh, who aren't going to be thrown off by me calling myself daddy in the third person. Right. right, um, right. But like my like small talk has been completely eliminated from my life. Yeah. I am no longer small talking with anyone. So like even if I go to the store or a pharmacy or whatever, like I'm not small talking. Uh-huh. No one is small talking. No do, one is do doing- Do you normally small talk, you know, before the end? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know- I, I, I chat, I, I, you know, I, I ask people at Trader Joe's how they're doing and yeah. how their days have been going. And, you yeah. know, it's like a, especially like when you work from home, yeah. I feel like, like, I like to like, you know, have a little, you know, I, I small talk like a drive through <laughs> like, like if I go to McDonald's, like I'm going to ask how everyone's doing, I'm going to ask how the person's doing and like, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> um, yeah I, like, I, I think like, that's nice though I genuinely think that's really nice like you're showing some care to to the you know to the folks who are working who are at work and you're just like hey I hope you're having a good day like I do that I'm always like have a good day thank you you know I try to like hey how are you oh busy today so one of the places I've made the most small talk this is ridiculous but I just got uh, COVID tested again for like the third time because anytime I'm going to be seeing my parents uh, or uh, seeing anybody who is at any kind of extra risk just because I'm going on an ambulance you know I'm just even though I'm wearing PPE I'm being extra extra careful um I'm like small talking with the COVID test people because they're also like, hey, how are you? You know, uh, I go to a place in Brooklyn that I've never had a line at. Like, it's like a really good free testing uh, facility. I don't know if there are a lot of these in other states. I don't get the sense that there are. But like New York City, uh, at least in the last few months, has actually been really good with testing in terms of like, yeah, lots of free government centers to get your test done. And this particular one, no line. So the workers there are actually a little bored and they're like excited to have a patient. So it's just like, how you doing? You know, thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of the solution. Like blah, 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 blah. And I'm always like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's been so weird. I'm always wearing my mask. Uh, Go ahead and and put the thing up my nose. (laughs) I still haven't gotten a test. It's uh, Frankly, I think it's not bad. Uh, That's what my partner said because he's yeah. having to do them all the time because he's back to work at the, at the, in the pictures. Right in the moving pic, the talkies, the moving pictures. In the talkies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. I had one that didn't hurt whatsoever. Like I think that nice. doctor at that test center had done like fourteen thousand of these and was just like boom, 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 you're done. And I was like, what? I'm done. And then a couple of them have been like you know a little pinch, but not bad. Really not bad. It's very. It's quite quick. Uh, I've been imagining it as kind of like a nasal pap smear. It, that's exactly what it's like. Yes, that is exactly, exactly it. Where it's like, if you get the right doctor or practitioner, or, you know, whoever, they're so, yeah. quick, they're, they just know what they're doing so well that it's just like, oh, it doesn't even hurt. Like, that doesn't even scrape. And then you can get somebody who is maybe a little newer and like, oh, it hurts a little, but it's really not, it's not terrible. You know, it's really not that bad. Um, yeah. That's that is the perfect way to put it. I'm gonna use that now. I will make sure to credit you. And you be you like, don't need well, to credit me for nasal pap smear. Yeah, I, I will be like, that was my buddy. 
LB, who came up with that incredible, genuinely very apt description of what this feels like. Uh, I just feel like it can't be, like, okay, I have, this is maybe TMI, but uh, I have, like, terrible sinuses. Sure. And also, like, a lot of acid reflux problems. Okay. Um, okay. So, like, and I love spicy food and oh, very, no. very highly acidic food. Oh, um, no. So, like, having stomach acid in my nose yeah. is not an unknown experience for me. Sure, sure, sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, just fully burning through my sinuses. So, like, I can't imagine that a, I was about to say a nasal pap smear, that a I, COVID honestly, test is any worse really than that. that's really what it's like. That's exactly I can't what imagine like. a COVID test is worse than, like, my signature uh spicy red sauce pasta sauce uh that makes everyone cry when they eat it yeah like that that amount of cayenne pepper just like flooding my sinuses yeah because especially because this lasts so much shorter this is like legit four seconds in each nostril like you're done people who complain about it like have not experienced true like nasal pain yeah I couldn't Which means handle I resent that. them. I'm not gonna lie, LB. I I am such a boring baby when it comes to food. Like I can't do spicy. I really can't. And like all of like my last few ex partners and my current partner are all like really into spicy food, and they're just like, "What? What is wrong with you?" And I'm like, "I'm so sorry." Like, listen, I'm an adventurous person in other ways, but I I cannot do You're very spicy. adventurous in other ways. It's I fine. like sneeze. I tear up. I cough like a child who has tasted the weed for the first too. time. Like it's it's <laughs> truly embarrassing. So I think part of it is like I just I think it gets your endorphins going or something. Oh, maybe. And like I really have always loved that, even when I was little. So yeah. I don't know. I just that's what my palate is like. Yeah. But it's, I'm also it's, like it's painful. But I get it. I get it. It's a kind of pain it's, that some people would enjoy. And that's good. It's the only, it's one, some of the only pain I enjoy. I'm not a pain <laughs> fan. Yeah. Like getting a chair broken over my, getting hit over the back with a folding chair and spicy food. That's it. Those are the two things. Everything else. I'm like, this is unpleasant. <laughs> I don't want to like, like working out. I'm like, <laughs> I'm bored. And this is, it's boring and unpleasant. And I don't want to. Oh, well, see, That's now, <laughs> I understand. I understand. That's why I think combat sports are so wonderful, especially uh, in safe ways. You can practice certain types of combat sports without ever sparring or getting hit back. Like, you can hit pads. You can kick pads. Like, that's actually, that's pretty actually, fun, usually, because there's, like, a little challenge involved, and, like, it's, like, high energy. Um, but, you know, that's neither high here nor there. Now, I want to ask you specifically, um, how about the pain of being closed in a car hood how how does that rate on your- i feel like i would not like that at all yeah. a great transition <laughs> now that we're 15 minutes or so <laughs> into the podcast uh to the match i gave you to watch this week which yeah. was last night's or last night wednesday night's delightful i thought yeah. uh parking lot fight between <laughs> Chuck Taylor and Trent, the best friends, and Santana and Ortiz, the proud and powerful, uh, on AEW Dynamite. <sighs> yeah. What did you think of this? Like, I'm, one thing I would actually, before I get into it, yeah. 
I you, this is the first best friends you've seen. This is the first Santana and Ortiz I think you've seen. Yes. You haven't seen any of their feud before this. I gave you like very little context except telling you that Santana and Ortiz had fucked up Trent's mom's minivan. Um <laughs> and then there's <laughs> the friend. context the context that commentary gives during the match, but like we haven't you know this is probably we haven't really watched a street fight or anything before. Like yeah. The closest thing was probably the dentist office. <laughs> yeah, the last week's <laughs> when they went office. to the parking lot, right? <laughs> right, yeah. So, like, what did you make of this? Oh, well, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think, you know, you're starting to, uh, and I am starting to understand my, like, tastes for professional wrestling, which are apparently incredibly gimmicky <laughs> because Hell I love yeah. this shit because I Hell think it's yeah. really fun. Um Genuinely, I loved the kind of gimmicks and props, like the use of props. So they're in a parking lot. It looks like a fighting game, like a fighting video game slash like a 90s kung fu movie. It does. But like an American kung fu, you know what I mean? Like an American like yeah, yeah, yeah. fighting movie. Um, there's like a 90s ass vibe to it. Maybe it's the costumes. Maybe it's like just the the fact that like the cars are parked in like a circle. <laughs> really and like the way they the fighting game thing is so apt because like the way they have the fake audience because the audience is all like like wrestlers in training or like you know kind of lower card wrestlers uh in aw and the way they're reacting and the way they're like cheering it on is very like fighting game background animation like this is like it is a stage in street fighter for sure yeah i I really love that about it Um, that's the only one i played and I also, uh, I love the sound design. <laughs> I don't know if it was like enhanced in some fashion or just they're that good at making these sounds come out of these objects. But yeah. I loved the sort of sound effects slash sound design so, so much. It was very, 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 very fun. And I will say the ending was my favorite part. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but holy shit, did I ever love, like, the last minute of this match. That was a <laughs> delightful surprise, and I love delightful surprises. <laughs> yeah, I thought that you I thought you would enjoy that. Yeah. So let's get into what actually happens here. Um, well, first off, I just have to say, like, I love both of these teams. Yeah. If you're at all familiar with Hunk Tears, as Hunk Tears the wrestling fan, <laughs> uh, you will know, you know that... Uh, I, my first wrestling claim to fame was designing a shirt for Trent. Uh, I've done, I did two shirts for him. Oh, nice. Um, in my art days. Uh, yeah. Um, the best, best friends are like some of like one of my favorite tag teams around just in terms of like pure vibes. Uh, they're both lovely, lovely people um, yeah. who I've talked to a bunch and who've wrestled locally a bunch and I've seen live a bunch. Santana and Ortiz, I have cons- pretty consistently said, I think are like the best American tag team in oh, action shit. today. Because um, again, like they're another team I've seen. Uh, I've seen, you know, in tiny, I've seen them in VFW halls. I've seen them on <gasps> TV. I've seen them on the, from this, like the smallest stage to the biggest stage. They are always consistent. They're always entertaining I always know exactly what I'm going to get with them. And it's always good. So they can surprise me, but I know like the quality is going to be it. The quality is just the same no matter what. And it's just always good. Nice. And I have like so much respect for that as a, as a person who watches other people perform. 
Um, good consistency. Yeah, good consistency yeah. is is God. It's so hard to find, and it's so wonderful. Yeah, I can. They, like, it's hard to explain just like how fucking good and how fucking entertaining they are, especially in live and especially in person, because you see, you can see like all these little details and all these little things that they're doing when they're not the center of attention. Like every, every choice and every like gesture and every little bit of energy is directed towards the match being as good as possible and the experience and the performance being as good as possible. Um, Actually, Chuck Taylor's like that, too, who I've seen quite a bit. Um, and, like, so of all four of these dudes, I just have so much affection for going into it. And this feud between the two between the two teams has been, like, my favorite thing on in AEW. Except for, I guess, the Orange Cassidy-Chris Jericho thing, um, which is Oh, been, yeah. But, they, but, I mean, this has all kind of been part of it, because Santana and Ortiz are... Uh, they are in Chris Jericho's faction. Orange Cassidy is obviously in Best Friends little, I guess they're like a little trio. Um, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor, I believe, are roommates in life. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so Orange Cassidy's tiny dog is actually Chuck Taylor's tiny dog. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that's um, a, also a delight. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And like the three, like the... the you know, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Trent are all, like, actual real-life friends. Um, the best friends, like, they used to have a, this thing called, like, a shoot interview show. Okay, okay. Where they would just, like, sit down with a wrestler in, like, in, like, a travelodge room, <laughs> drinking shitty beer, and they would talk for, like, three hours about, like, or, do you think aliens are real? Like, do you wipe your butt sitting up or, or sitting down or standing up? Like the dumbest possible conversations um, that are that, like very weirdly endearing, especially someone who's not a dude. Just like this giving me this glimpse into what dude world is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got completely off track getting oh. just like, Oh no, it's fine. Expressing I, I love my, the dude my, world as well. Like this is a, a <laughs> and it feels like this match is a very wonderful nineties dude, dude world. world. <laughs> it really is. So yeah, we get the two teams and it's like right off the bat, Santana Ortiz have this like spooky, like ghost ghouly ghoulish makeup on, um, which they don't usually have. Yeah, I was going to ask about that, because we also just watched The Crow this week, and I couldn't get the, like, page your face, like, cure somber out of my head. Yeah, while maybe it was just time to, like, do the goth thing. It's really um, good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it's, like, they were, uh, it might be, like, a Team Pazuzu thing. Um, cause they, they were part of like a larger group called Team Pazuzu and they had a, Pazuzu. like the spooky face. I think Pazuzu is like a, uh, like a, some, like a demon thing. Ah, excellent. So it was like demon makeup. Okay. Okay. Yes, I'm seeing uh, Jordan. Thank you so much again, Jordan Mallory, our great producer. Pazuzu is the demon from The Exorcist. From The Exorcist. There it is. Thank yeah. you. And that's why. And that's why that makeup looks familiar because it's like they, you get the spooky shot of like the scary face in The Exorcist. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. So you know, cool guy. <laughs> it's 
really a guy cool world. Cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really guy world here. And yeah, they just go right into it. And it's like all these cars parked in a circle, this like fake audience cheering them on. And they're just like beating each other up with cars and slamming each other into cars and power bombing each other onto cars oh, and suplexing each other through windshields. And there is, you know, wood things from hardware store and there's a s- baton and yeah everyone's bleeding pretty early on we've got trent in jeans jeans <laughs> are like a hallmark of so like sometimes they'll have these things called a street fight match right yeah but it'll be in a it'll be in the wrestling ring in the arena okay. and the only thing that makes it a street fight is that there's no rules and they're wearing jeans <laughs> nice all right jeans are like standard issue for you know so Trent's got, he doesn't usually wrestle in jeans. Also. Okay, okay. So he's got like his special jeans on. Um, and Chuck Taylor's not wearing jeans. He's got like basketball shorts over tights. Which Shouldn't is... he be wearing Chuck Taylor's? So that's like. Or that's too much, huh? That's so too he much. named himself when he was 15. <laughs> he gave himself that wrestling name when he was 15. And he thought <laughs> it was very, very cool. And now he's stuck being Chuck Taylor forever. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh. The, a bunch of the AEW wrestlers are doing a D&D game on Twitch okay. now, and Chuck Taylor's character is, I believe, named Dr. Martin. Oh! Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm, good. <laughs> <sighs> good. So, yeah, uh, he does... I think he wore Chuck Taylors in the beginning, but like they're not, those are not the most supportive shoes, especially, yeah, yeah. you know, and the, the soles are very thin, especially if you're dealing with a lot of broken glass, probably not the best, uh, probably not the best choice. Yeah. Um, no, I respect and there's a lot that. of broken glass in this match. Yeah. A lot oh, of broken oh, yeah. windshields. And yeah, it's just that it's pretty short, you know, like 15 minutes, a good length. Yeah. And they're just going, getting into it. And they, it looks really gnarly. And if you look closely, like a lot of the gnarliest, especially like the two finishing moves, like that Chuck Taylor finisher, uh, that pile driver, like he literally just cushions his opponent with his thighs and then just like yeah. sits down really hard. That was really <laughs> good. That was one of my favorite. And it looks moves. so scary. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, actually, like would probably be pretty comfy. <laughs> what a nice, like. I know it's not nice because it's an ow hurdy move, but like it looked <laughs> somewhat cozy actually. <laughs> like if, yeah, if you look really like if you're looking really closely at like how it, how things are done, yeah. and like they the camera did a good job of like cutting away and making it look like, but like yeah, that's a because I'm I have especially like at the last AEW pay per view there was this like something went pretty seriously wrong, uh, and uh, somebody got AEW's claiming he didn't get concussed. Uh, but I'm pretty sure the dude got like multiple concussions. Or oh, like that's it was, not it great. did not look good. Yeah. Um, but you know, allegedly, according to my own non-medical professional expertise that I don't have any of, so I'm not making any claims <laughs> that are uh, legally actionable. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I've been worried about you know, and like in terms of COVID safety, this is a fucking nightmare. Right. 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 Also. Yeah. Okay. Putting all that to one side, hoping everybody's, you know, getting tested sufficiently. I don't know. It, I had enough fun that I wasn't stressed about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this one, and I I, I love the vibe so much. Like, it felt like a Ninja Turtles thing without 
you know, Ninja <laughs> like Turtles costume, <laughs> so I enjoyed it. I love the Ninja Turtles. I'm not going to lie. Like I grew a, up like, yeah. with that. <laughs> like a bloody Ninja Turtles thing. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, exactly. Like, it just felt like playing a Ninja Turtles beat-em-up on the NES yeah. or in the arcade in 1990. Like, it was a great oh. feeling. You know, it was just a great feeling. Oh, when you slam I'm gonna tell, I'm dudes gonna tell being bros slamming into cars. <laughs> dudes being bros slamming into cars. I mean, that's like, that's that's dude world. That's guy world. That's, yeah. When I yeah. fantasize about guy world, it's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, we're just slamming each other into cars, being real rowdy. There's glass everywhere. There's a bunch of Hawaiian shirted individuals cheering uh and then another dude pops out of the trunk of a car with oh uh, a chain around his hand yeah that was my Um, favorite part i love yeah so daniel is on record as an orange cassidy fan yes i am noted orange cassidy fan daniel (laughs) rando (laughs) orange cassidy fan daniel rando uh enjoyed when orange cassidy surprise popped out of the trunk of one of the cars (sighs) with uh to basically win the match for them um while not doing too much, of course. As of is course, his style. one punch. It's all all he needs. Yeah, a the punch and like a lift, like a small yeah. lift. You know, he's, yeah. but he doesn't look like he's working too hard to do the lift. It's just no like way. a scoop and drop. You know, a nice I gentle love- scoop and drop. You know, that he had to be in that trunk the entire time. Yeah, listening to everything. How do you not? <laughs> do you think he was laughing? Probably. He had. He's got like a very soft there. laugh. <laughs> he's a very quiet laugh. <laughs> he's like smiling to himself. Like, it's going to be so good when I jump out. It's going to be so good when I jump out. So can I can I uh, reveal something to you, LB? Yes. I, so you know that I've been in League of Heels, the PAX uh, pro wrestling thing. Um, yes. Uh, which, it, it, it's hard to describe, but we all have kind of characters, and we, instead of doing pro wrestling moves, although we've done a few, I did have to do a stage punch once, Um we mostly play at the N64 wrestling game uh, as the actual wrestling and then otherwise cut promos and drama happens. So I've that done this multiple amazing. times. Um, and I uh, I was a secret uh, person who jumped out on stage uh, like three quarters of the way through a show like a couple of years, probably PAX 2018, PAX West 2018. I was in a bathing suit and I had a shark head. Uh, and nice. I so I had to be behind a curtain for like, you know, half an hour. Uh, back there like just just chilling and i was like i'm not gonna lie i was i was talking to various uh ladies that i was talking to at the time uh as i was i was quite single at the time and dating around and so i was just like you're not gonna believe what i'm doing right now so that's what i was doing when i was in the proverbial trunk of a car during my uh whole last thing with this but uh yeah then i had to jump out and be a shark and eat uh, someone, and then uh, reveal who I was, and then jump off the stage. That was that was a good time for me. That sounds very I, very fun. I wonder if Orange Cassidy so was being texting a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, was he texting? I, I'm very excited for for COVID to be over, so he can finally go on his date with Merritt. I know they need to go on their date. Oh my god! Yep, Jordan just said texting Merritt. <laughs> I keep forgetting about that, and then I remember, and I'm like, oh, wow. Delighted. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Um, So, best friends win the match with a big assist from Orange Cassidy, and uh, they're walking away. Like, I always, I always, a lot of people always say that Trent is, like, 
one of the best people at selling like being hurt but like looking cool yeah um and like suffering but being like oh but he's a cool guy who's suffering um (laughs) and like he's really like you know they're walking away and like they're looking off camera and they like are smiling and like of course it is trent's mom in a new minivan has come to pick them up (laughs) and they like get in the minivan (laughs) (laughs) sue sue marshilo the star power of Sue Marashilo. Um And, like, that is Trent's real mom. Uh, oh, that's fucking great. From, I didn't realize know, that. That's From Long so Island, good. New York. Yes, oh. that's his actual mom, Sue. <laughs> uh, that is Greg Marashilo's real mom, Sue Marashilo, uh, in, in a minivan. And she comes and picks them up. And they drive away. And then it stops. Like, the minivan stops. As it's driving away, and like her little hand pops out like the driver's window, and she like just flips off camera. <laughs> it's the end of the show. <laughs> it's the end of that episode of AEW Dynamite, and then whatever the next programming on TNT is, oh. like went on. It's just like pitch perfect. Yeah, that's Delightful. a truly great ending. Honestly, true. It could yeah. not be better. Could like there's Sue, there are like Sue. T- like I believe, I think the shirt that Chuck Taylor is wearing is a a photo of the two of them getting out of the minivan that she drove them. Because they did an entrance. Uh, they had a big title match, and like their entrance was getting driven to the show by Greg's mom. <laughs> oh, mom. nice! In the in the, 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 the in the first appearance of the minivan. I think the minivan is its own this. character here. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean their ability to like introduce these very meme worthy, very like star making things and people like orange Cassidy was originally introduced as the best friend's friend. Um, <laughs> BFF. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have, I mean, best friends are the guys who are on the outside for the pa- the match, the pack match we watched who right. were jumping up and down and cheering him on. Right. Yeah. I remember uh, that. Yeah. So you have seen a little bit of them before, but I'm so glad you enjoyed this. Yeah. And really like the nineties arcade beat up is absolutely the vibe here. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's blood. Yeah. There's like glass breaking, but the brutality just, it feels very cartoony and fun and yeah. Like weirdly comforting. Well, cause it, it, the tone is so, yeah, it's a, it's a tone thing. It's, it's the reason it's why Mortal thing. Kombat is so funny and hilarious uh, like modern Mortal Kombat is so funny and hilarious because it's, you know, it's a it's a joke. Like there's no nobody's, you know, um, you know, I guess in the fiction of Mortal Kombat, yes, people's heads get ripped off. But the tone is so over the top and so kind of yeah. campy and wacky that it's like, OK, this doesn't feel scary. You know, this doesn't feel terrifying in that other way that it could if the tone were wildly different. Yeah. Oh, uh, really fun. And also makes me miss paying, playing, like, not even playing because I was too young and very bad at video games. So I'd just be, like, watching, like, high school kids. Or, like, and oh. probably seemed so big to me. They were probably, like, 10. Um, oh. Like, playing Mortal Kombat and shit at the arcade, which I loved <laughs> to do as a, as a little LB. Um, yeah. yeah. I love that. Let, I, what a time the 90s yeah. were to have... Uh, Arcade beat 'em up slash arcade fighting games. Like, what a time for that, you know? What a damn time. I like, I love watching fighting games, actually. Yeah, they're really fun to watch. Like, not enough to, like, actually watch esports, but. Sure. Well, people who are that good, it's kind of like, eh. Yeah. 
I wish there was any form of esports that was that like was able to emulate the experience of being five years old at the arcade and watching older kids play Mortal Kombat. Oh my god, yeah. I because that's yeah. I mean, e-sports, I was, I was probably that? a little older than that, but it, for me, it would have been watching high schoolers, right? It would have yeah. been watching because I was playing those games on my. You know, I had the Super NES original Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat 2, and I thought they were the greatest thing, you know, on Earth. And, like, my cousin had the Genesis version, so there was, you know, better blood instead of, quote, sweat. But who cares? It's fine. Um, (laughs) Like, I I loved that shit. I loved it. Yeah. When I was older and uh, I was a teenager in the 2000s, but, like, the only console I had access to was a Super Nintendo. Sure, Um, sure. So, like... I got had a lot of familiarity with again watching people play Super Nintendo games and yeah the Mortal Kombat sweat it's still really fun it's still good it doesn't like matter it doesn't matter yeah. if the color of your blood or sweat is different it's fine you know Vulcans bleed green it's fine it's all fine it's all fine been watching a lot of Enterprise LB there's a lot of Vulcans in Enterprise so it's weird um yeah. how like how much Star Trek like fan content have you seen oh boy. All right, here's where I am. Or is this like, am I calling you, am I accidentally calling you out here? No, no, no. I So, so you say blood, Vulcans bleed green, which made me, which, which just gives me like a very specific um, visual, uh, like mental yeah. Yeah. point uh, that brought me here. That it, I, as a, uh, my, most of my life, I have been a massive, 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 massive Trekkie. Uh, and I'm now re-watching, well, no, actually, I never really saw much of Enterprise, so I'm watching it, almost the whole thing, for, uh, the first time now, just finished rewatching Voyager, and I'm going to go, actually, to the modern treks after this, uh, I have only Exciting. seen one season of Discovery, it's on season three, like, next month, so I was going to do a big old, like, oh, two seasons of Discovery, and then on to the next, and also watch Picard, and also watch Lower Decks, um, in terms of fan content, that is like 99.9% of the fan fiction that I've read in my life has been Star Trek fan fiction. Nice. Like, maybe more than 99%. I think I've read a couple of Farscape fan fiction pieces, because that, that's my favorite thing of all time, is Farscape. Right. The most distilled uh, form. Uh, you know, there's not like eight series or whatever that there are in Star Trek, but it's like my favorite single thing ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a little bit of that fan fiction I watched and... Definitely uh, watched a lot of fan videos for Farscape. Oh yeah, fan vids are great. Uh-huh. And uh, watched and made a couple of Star Trek fan videos myself. I have um, also made a Star Trek fan vid. My, oh. The only, the first fan vid I ever made, the only fan vid I ever uploaded anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a do, do Kirk Spock a fan vid. It was a Kirk Spock? Yeah. Oh, classic oh. the classic but the reason i was thinking of that is because i imagine i remember like there's all this like very brightly colored like 80s and 90s kirk spock fan art yeah and like there's this very particular like style of coloring where like that they give him spock these like green blush oh i love it <laughs> <laughs> that's what i always think of when i remember vulcan like vulcans have green blood it's like the very odd like embarrassed spock he's, uh, he's a blushing, blushing green in this you yeah know, a little bit i get i got you i got you yeah it's i haven't i i guess i haven't 
looked at much like illustration and painting, but a fuckload of videos and written pieces. So yeah, well, I mean, part of it is like if you're into the Kirk's box stuff, like which I was very into for like a while. Yeah. Um. So it's like it has this like whole historical significance and like the history of fan fiction, history of slash fic. So there's all this old stuff. Yeah. And like these, you know, these like fan published like physical, like all this pre-internet fanfic. Yeah, that's what's so fascinating to me. Like how people disseminated that stuff before the internet is truly fascinating to me. It is wild. It is so cool. And uh, yeah, so I got very into that. Like, I think that was actually how I got, like, because I was, you know, a very serious young person. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't, like, just get into Slash, like, head on. I had to get into it in this, like, weird. And, that, like, if Kirsten was not my first Slash thing, but, like, sure, sure. You know, whatever. Um, at that point, I needed to get into it by, like, oh, how fascinating the history yeah. of this thing. It was I'm an so academic pursuit. It was an academic, it was very, very much an academic pursuit. And then I was like, wait a second. What if I edit this footage to Lady Gaga? Uh, I mean, my first one, I did both a, uh, <laughs> it did a, um, God, Love at First Sight by uh, Kylie Minogue was uh, nice. my first one. And it was uh, a distillation of one episode. Of course, the second episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, The Naked the Naked Now. Of course. Yeah. Oh, to Kyle. That's to so Kylie good. Love it first That's sight. so good. <laughs> that's so good, Danielle. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's so Some cute people think I'm a delightful. jock, but I'm just as much a nerd, you know? It's <laughs> <That's> really... beautiful. <laughs> we all contain multitudes. I'm so, gl- I'm so glad this is a supportive space for this. It, it is absolutely a supportive yeah. space for us. I mean, honestly, wrestling is like... The, one of the only things I've seen where fan like fan style music videos are part of like the canon yeah. of pro yeah. wrestling. <laughs> like so many like WWF wrestling promo videos are just like fan vids. There's this one fucking Undertaker Shawn Michaels uh WrestleMania promo package that set to the placebo cover of Running Up That Hill. Oh my god. That is a slash bit. Oh my god. It's a slash bit. Wait, actually, I just like I can't make you watch this on mic, but I need to make you watch this at some point because it's in like for somebody like if you're familiar with the oeuvre of like slash fan vids, especially like in the kind of generation that I'm assuming that we're like both pretty much in. Like the kind of Elder Millennial, I guess. The elder millennial style. Um like it's it's so fucking funny and good and like really well done i'm so excited to watch this like as somebody who has spent like who has cried to like who has been at cons gone to the video like the fan vid show at the con and like cried at fan vids oh i love that yeah okay well the one i cried at was like a um it was very sad. So yeah, yeah. No, it's I understand. I've gotten emotional over Aaron slash. Uh, um, wow, his name is John, and I was like, wait, his name is John Crichton, but I, it's just his name. Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten a little emotional over some Farscape fan videos. I might happen to understand what you're saying uh, entirely. I mean, it's so it's, okay. 
It's intense. So when you love something that much and it means that much to you, it's it's a lot, you know? It pulls on the old heartstrings just a little it bit. Does. Tugs. Okay, I'm posting the link. Tug. You can watch whenever. Watch at your leisure. Yeah. Um I can't wait to I can't wait to see this. Honestly, I'm very excited to see this. Um before I see this, LB, do you do you want to talk about an MMA fight? I do, and I actually want you to talk about an MMA fight because I need to be explained. Yes. I would even do I okay, yes, technically it's a fight. Yes. I would call this more of an a brief encounter. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, it's a brief encounter. It's a 30-second <laughs> fight. <laughs> and like I need to, it to be explained to me what happens here. Yeah, absolutely. And how this happens. So absolutely. let's let's why don't you lead us into it? All right, I picked a fight off of uh, last weekend's card, a UFC card, which of course we talked about last week. Uh, Angela Hill and Michelle Waterson uh, were the main event. That was very exciting to me, and I might mention that again uh, because I'm angry. But uh, a very brief and fun and unexpected uh, kind of moment here happened. So this is a Kevin Kroom versus Roosevelt Roberts, a lightweight fight. Uh, the thing that about this is that it, it was absolutely wild, the circumstances behind this. So Kevin Kroom has been fighting MMA for a very, very long time. Uh, I think he had fought Justin Gagey in like 2011 or something. Justin Gagey, the current interim lightweight champion, uh, you know, has to face down, of course, Habib at some point for the unification of the belt. But, you know, really, uh, truly well uh, regarded fighter. Uh, and he's just been a kind of a jobber forever. Right? He's been in it. But this is this is like his debut in the UFC. He took the fight on mm -hmm. one day's notice. Uh, he's Damn. 33. And dude was the underdog by like a tremendous margin. You can even see on like the picture. So they do the tail of the tape, which, you know, lists like the fighter's height, weight, wingspan, you know, age, things like that. That's the tail of the tape. His picture this guy looks like, this looks like a last second picture. It looks like bro Yeah, he's was like, like, uh, he looks like he's mid, he's like in the middle of talking. He's mid sneezing, talking, laughing. <laughs> God only knows what. It, it's like the most fucking ridiculous picture of all time, like that I've ever seen on a tail of the tape. Like clearly rushed. Like honestly, maybe they fucking photoshopped him out of a picture with his friends or something. Like that's how <laughs> fucking ridiculous it is. Yeah. That's just how ridiculous this is. Uh, and he's fighting Roosevelt Roberts. Uh, who is, I think, 26? I forget the exact age, but, you know, a young guy, kind of up-and-comer. Yeah. Uh, what's that, sorry? 26. 26, okay, perfect. Some wild, rowdy tattoos on both these dudes. Oh, also. yeah, some good MMA tattooing. <laughs> Very good on. MMA tattooing, <laughs> yeah, that's the word. <laughs> so they come out, they're swinging. Uh, I forget exactly what punch Kevin Kroom hits, but he hits, like, a fuck it. He nails Roosevelt. Roberts. And then immediately, I believe Roosevelt like kind of goes down a bit. And then uh, from what I could tell, and I, I've only seen this one twice, but you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I believe he tries to go for like a double, like go for a takedown, like, oh, I'm already down. Mm -hmm. Let me grab. And Kroom sees it, sees the neck and then seizes the neck and goes into like a perfect, like pitch perfect uh, standing guillotine. This is something that has ended so many of my own matches, I can't even tell you. I've gone in for a bad takedown, somebody grabbed my neck, cranked the shit out of it, and, and instead of going night-night, bye-bye, I have to tap, which is what Roosevelt Roberts does. So walk me does. through a standing guillotine. Oh, yes. Oh, a standing guillotine. Again, the bane of my fucking existence. Because, again, I am familiar with a guillotine. Yes. It's not this one. 
Well, it's it's just the same thing. It's just it it starts in standing position. No, no, um, no. I'm I mean that I was making a little little joke. I, I actually I don't <laughs> even really understand the wrestling guillotine I that well. See what I you mean, went you know, uh, Madame Guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> of course, which I say uh, in a vaguely Italian accent. Oh, it's dear friend, a dear friend of mine, and w- she was my roommate for a long time. Has like the best guillotine tattoo I've ever seen in my life. So I'm a dear friend of mine has guillotine earrings. Oh, oh like you know, delightful. like you know those friends where you're like you, you're always like, like, like right on the verge of like having a big crush on them, and like oh, yeah. always like pulling yourself back. Like yeah. she'll like. I'll always be there and then she'll pop up with like hey I'm here at the wrestling show with my guillotine earrings and I'm like fuck off it's a it's a this could be us but you play in kind of thing you yeah. know it's one of those moments right yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. this is so cool it's like I 100% uh, there are people who are so cool that they transcend all the things and you're just like ah, you're cute <laughs> yep I uh, like I just get annoyed at that point I'm just like get these guillotine earrings away from me it's just go away you. Go How away with your guillotine. How dare Fuck you. you. But also drop the link for the guillotine. I wish I could wear really big dangly earrings too. Yeah. But I have tiny little baby earrings. But guillotine, sorry. Oh, Let's no, please. Roll this it is all relevant. back. This is irrelevant. <laughs> honestly, it really is. Um, because I I sympathize with you. All right, guillotine. LB, if you would, uh, let's see. Take your right arm uh, and like put it across your chest. Like touch your left shoulder with it. Perhaps. Okay. Okay. And... Now think about using the sort of blade of your forearm uh, to, like, choke a head that's in front of you. Okay. Like, real, just rip, going for it. You're just ripping that Wait, head off that neck, head and you're squeezing. My, is the head in my arm? Uh, yes. Somebody else's okay. head is kind of in your arm. So their head's here, and then I'm just pulling on their neck. Like, what's Yeah, your up? forearm is under their neck. Oh, they're, that's very tight, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a tight one. Uh, it sucks. I have almost been knocked out from this, like, in competition. Like, I can I've, see I've that, had to, like, you could, tap out, right like, a woo! <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what he does. And it's, it's kind of perfect, actually. Okay. He just well, hangs ex- onto it. He knows he has it. Hangs onto it. Has basically, like, a great veteran performance here. Uh, and, and then just, he looks like he's the happiest man who's ever lived when he wins this fight. Uh, it's so, really yeah. sweet. <laughs> it's a it's just like a good I, I know it's a quick one but just a just no, a great a good moment feel, like, and it's also it really it's helpful for me to understand yeah all this shit and like sometimes these like super short i keep wanting to call them squashes but they're not like it's not <laughs> wrestling so it's not squash um these like very 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 short fights are like really helpful some like just as helpful to me as under like in terms of understanding the mechanics of this yeah, and like the competitive aspect of this the, as like the longer you know more back and forth the longer bouts with more back and forth yeah yeah absolutely um but yeah really cool when was this from uh just last saturday I, so just a few days saturday. ago yeah nice really really uh not shocking but like one of those like ridiculous underdog just fucking nails it which yeah, you know you see good it every now and then but you know doesn't always happen it's so. feel good yeah it's it was it was, a, it was a good one and the other thing I wanted to say about this card uh, just very briefly Angela Hill fought a hell of a fucking fight 
she lost by split decision, which has happened to her. This is the third time she's lost by split decision, which means one judge has it for you. One judge has yeah. scored this fight for you. The other two scored it against you. One of which was the most ridiculous, stupid score in the history of the universe. Uh, it was a really close fight, so I wouldn't say robbery for this one. She was absolutely robbed last time. Uh, she yeah. she fought Claudia Gedalia last time and somehow lost by split decision, and it truly was, like, not even close. That I mean, time. it seemed like the opponent was even surprised. Yeah, 100%. This one was at least close, so I won't say, oh, yeah. she was fucking robbed. It was like, okay, I could see the logic of a split going this way, not with the score uh, of one of the judges. Like, just ridiculous. That doesn't actually matter. It's just the, the judge scores it, you know, one way or the other, basically, unless it's a draw. Uh, which, frankly, this really could have been a draw. It was that close. Um, really entertaining fight. Really back and forth fight. I absolutely scored it for Angela Hill. Uh, but Michelle Waterson also, like, giving her respect uh, as due. She actually also got her, uh, when she won the fight, her jujitsu coach uh, wrapped a brown belt around her. So she became a brown belt at the arena, which is the coolest That's lovely. fucking thing. I, I truly love seeing that. We've done that at my you gym a couple love times. You do love to see it. Uh, where like somebody did really well or, or you know meddled in their division and like oh you got a new belt that day you were so good you know like it's it that was really sweet to see that was really cool to see but Angela Hill deserves so much better than these fucking shitty splits that I don't know I'm just saying she's she's a great fighter Michelle Watterson again credit where it's due but man I was so angry <laughs> I was so mad I'm so I salty it. about it I really oh she deserves better um, when you want your person to win, it's like, I mean, yeah. I feel, I know that in pro wrestling where it's not even fucking real and where, you know, the people who lose are probably happy anyways because they're, yeah you know, it, it's like playing a, it's like they're in a fucking play. Um, but yeah, like in actual sport, I can't imagine. Yeah. It, it's how like, intense that is. honestly, if it's this close, Man, I just wish draws happened more often because if it's this fucking yeah. close, neither of them deserved an L. You know what I mean? Like if it's that For close, sure. you know? Um, and last time, I mean, I, again, I'm not as mad as last time. Last time she was fucking robbed. Uh, and I, it's not just like me saying it. It's not just because I like Angela Hill. It's one of those things where like, oh yeah, 14 out of 15 outlets scored it <laughs> for Angela kind of thing. Like not this one, but uh, last time this happens. It's just like, really, y'all? Come on. Judges. Also, I do wish there was open scoring in UFC. Yeah. They do that in Invicta. There's going to be an Invicta Which fight. I think it was really cool. But yeah, I really liked the Invicta fight we watched with that. Like it's it adds yeah. a whole other element to the strategy. It it makes it feel a lot more yeah. fair. Yeah, exactly. Know, like like judging, if you like, know, then at least you know going into the next round. Oh, I really need this one. Oh, I really can't give this one up. You know what I mean? Like at least you have that strategy to go on. Um, yeah. So yeah. <sighs> anyway. Uh, good for Kevin Kroom. Good for Michelle Watterson. <sighs> Angela Hill. Hopefully we'll see her again real soon. She deserves to get back in there as soon as she wants to be back in there. She's Hell great. Yeah. She's awesome. Uh, good for her. She did a lot of really great press on being the first uh, um, African-American woman uh, to headline the UFC, a UFC event and talked out about racism. And she's just fucking great. And uh, she's great. All right. Well, that's what I had uh, for you, LB. Um, thank you. Shall we, shall we wrap this up? Yeah. With a little bow, a little bow on it. Yep. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. Bow, also the, the name of a uh, best friend, Trent's uh, beautiful dog. Oh, Bo. 
What type of doggy? Uh, he's like a one of those big, big skull guys. I can. I don't really know. Like, <laughs> that's uh, it's a big. Wait, big I'm gonna send you a picture of this. Big thing. and floppy, or like big and like uh, like a big and like muscular and like sad eye, like emo- very like tender pimple? eyes. Oh, yeah, it like might a be a pity. pit yeah. mix. But like, I think of like a yeah, like a here. Here's Bo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Here's Bo. It's just loading in for me. It's loading in for me, friends. I want to tell you the anticipation of seeing this. His full name is Bodacious, and I kept that private until now. He came pre-named. Oh, that's a beautiful. That looks like a pit bull to me. Maybe a pit yeah. mix. Beautiful, beautiful doggy. Thank you for this this gift. Bo, yeah, Bo I love beautiful. Bo. I'm a big fan of Bo. I've drawn Bo a bunch of times. Oh, uh, Bo! What a beautiful doggy dog. Oh, I am I am that person about dogs, LB. I'm not gonna lie. I'm the same way about cats as well. I am exactly the same way. Like any dog, any cat, I want to kiss their face and tell them that they're beautiful. So yeah, that's fair. <laughs> of they're course, only wonderful. with permission. Only with uh, you know their human's permission and or Here. if their mood depends on it. I would never this was a, this was kiss a, a drawing dog I did of him and Bo oh, when he got when he came back from injury. Oh, Bo, it's Bo and Greg. <laughs> That's gorgeous. <laughs> this is a beautiful moment in my life. There, I love the tiny heart above Bo's uh, little head there. That's very cute. Thanks. Oh, well, good vibes to end on. Thank you, everybody, so much uh, for listening. We hope you enjoyed your combat sports entertainment journey with us. Thank you, of course, to Jordan Mallory for producing and fact-checking us as we go. Uh, please do uh, rate and review our podcast on your platform of choice. It helps us so very much. And if you tell your friends and family and anybody you think might enjoy uh, this show, that helps us so very much. We are a small, organic, homegrown podcast network, and it helps us out more than you know. <laughs> it helps us out so very much to share. Um of course, you can listen to all of our great stuff at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media and at Fanfight, F-A-N-F-Y-T-E, on TikTok at Fanbyte, and of course, on fanbyte.com. And you can watch all our very good streams on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. And as well, you can check out our wrestling coverage at fanbyte.com slash wrestling. LB, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HunkTears. You can find me... Uh, on other podcasts now on the fanbite thing. I'm doing more of them now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can hear, if you like listening to me and Danielle discuss things, uh, you can hear us talk about such topics as The Crow and <laughs> The Colorado Space, two movies yeah. we watched uh, with our producer, Jordan Mallory, who has been silent in this podcast, but is not silent, has a lot of good stuff to say <laughs> about film on You Love to See It and You Love to Scream It. Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, check out all our wrestling coverage at fanbite.com, fanbite.com slash wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really good at talking. No, you're uh, great. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you can hear more about that Best Friend Santana Ortiz match in our AEW recaps that we have. Uh, the New Japan G1 is coming up. Uh, we're going to have a whole preview of that um, going up probably today when this comes out. So, yeah. Amazing. Amazing, that is, amazing. That is extremely cool. What? What's a good, uh, hmm, what's a good sound effect for today, do you think? 
you want to just like silently flip off the microphone like Sue yeah. Marshula would do? Yeah, like we're driving away and we're flipping off like the we're mic. We're driving away. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. One, two, three. <laughs> what kind of engine you got in that minivan, Danielle? It's it's you know it's 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 doing work. <laughs> I got a souped up, Danielle's souped up minivan. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a Fast and the Furious with minivans. Oh! That'd be sick. I want to see someone drift a minivan. Oh!